0: Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Real and Board.
1: This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. I guess it's just the original Winter Girls uh, this week.
0: <laughs> Since
1: John is unavailable, Brad is in school hell, apparently, and <laughs> Mason is suddenly in Austria for some reason, so <laughs> following in his ancestors' footprints. Uh, <laughs> take that, Mason, you swine. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. You got to lance the Prussian bear every once in a while, lest it become bold. That's an old, old Slavic saying. <laughs> but it's just me and Brett, we're, we're doing it. You know, would we do it normally? No, but we have patrons now. <laughs> so there's financial incentive. So it forced us to do a thing we wouldn't normally do. Really? You're the masters now. And we'll toil away with our dumb takes that <laughs> really bring you nothing. And. Don't make our lives better any anyway, so <laughs> let this be a lesson to everyone about the pernicious cycle of hierarchy and capital. Brett, on to the first uh, fun the topic for riffing, the news of the day. Uh,
0: speak, by the way, speaking of the original Winter Girls, finally got the diet back under control again. Yeah, don't I fucking
1: agree. doubt that, but continue.
0: What, whatever fiction
1: we need to adopt to <laughs> get you through another week. Yeah?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, first, before we get going, one of the Koch brothers died. It's fucking awesome. We will have a whole episode dedicated to that coming up shortly. So that is why we're not talking about it this time, but it's fucking great. We're super excited about it.
1: Yeah, I haven't been this broken up about the death of a Coke brother since fucking Danny fucking died in Dania, Dania <laughs> Beach, man. rest. Every time I go up here, I think about you. Anyway, let's get back to it, man. You're gone, but not forgot. <laughs> All
0: right, so there's this uh, trend in Philly where dudes on Tinder are advertising their union memberships and their profiles. And the Inquirer did a story on this where she was uh, interviewing people. So she's having to swipe them because it's the only way to contact people on Tinder, right? Swipe them and then be like, please don't send me your dick pic. Also, why do you have your union membership on your profile? Like, what are you trying to signal? 90% here?
1: of first responses are like, all right, fair play to you. Thank you for being upfront. In the spirit of disclosure, I will still be sending you my dick pic, but I'm interested in helping with your story. <laughs> balls in your court
0: <laughs> there were multiple uh, uh, I, she was talking about how like a bunch of them still try to finagle a date and it's like yeah you're on tinder that's why they're
1: here that actually makes sense buddy column inches ain't the only thing i'm after if you know what i'm saying <laughs> i want an expose after my shitty dick
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah local uh, 273 yeah <laughs> Uh but I did love that, that the way she described it is, and the way these dudes were describing the union. It was like a sports team. Uh like their local team where it was you know, there's actually like a community vibe to it, but it was hey yeah, I worked to get a part of this. I'm super proud of it. I want everybody to know, right? Like I'm I'm loyal to my local four first or whatever. It was cool to see that there is some some area of the country where there's like still a lot of pride in union membership to the point where people post it on their profile. Tell you
1: what, those pipe fitters over in Bay Ridge, they don't do sexism like me and the boys. Ain't that right, boys?
2: <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, we need
1: douchebags on our side too. It's just, it's just like Greenpoint. Poles being like, put them on a pedestal, put them on a pedestal. <laughs> and then Bay rich people being like, treat them rough, get your muff. <laughs> and it's
0: just misogyny West Side story. <laughs> Except the Poles keep missing the snaps. They can't keep it on beat.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it checks out. Well, no, we have polka. Polka's pretty on beat.
0: That's there's, true. There's honestly
1: too many beats in there. I forgot
0: about polka, just like everybody else. Too many
1: beats. What is this, a Stephen Moffat script?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord, that's that's one for our
1: self-loathing listeners. That- Can we move on? The union thing makes sense. They say this in the article, but like they they talk to you know evolutionary biologists or whatever. They're like, yeah, this is probably a way of signaling stability. You know, it's signaling a a built-in community, which in an increasingly atomized and isolated world, just starting from a baseline of does this guy have a social circle and friends, any support group that cares if he lives or dies, uh, that would be nice. Is his income stable? Can people, can he exist in a community without getting kicked out instantly? Like that's a good baseline, you know, at least that's what they're trying to signal. Um, to people that don't know what being in a union actually entails, I can tell you I am in a union and most of union work in New York at least is sitting on a two hour lunch wondering why the top 10 best scenes from we're the millers, uh, 2013, uh, why do, why does the top scenes from we're the millers on YouTube have such a hard trap introduction? (laughs) Like why they go so hard for like 12 minutes of heavy bass. On a fucking Jason Sudeikis <laughs> comedy vehicle, which just...
0: Someone's got someone's to add some energy to it. He's not I going to. I just sit to. there enjoying my
1: 15-hour union lunch and wondering where my 3% annual raise is. <laughs> so maybe I should add that to my dating profile. <laughs> you should. So it, I mean, you only have limited space, though, on a lot of them. And I'm not going to remove Sundares only. So <laughs> I'll, I'll see if maybe I could just put the local number and people will get it. 6-7
0: uh, Polish Sundares only. Local four. Well, I don't have
1: to say Polish because they'll see the photo. Oh
0: shit, that's right. Show don't tell. It's just redundant.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, so a bunch of states accidentally decriminalized weed uh, over the last few. Well, weeks. they do get too
1: high. If, if they were mad <laughs> if the guy. They were getting too high, and they decriminalized it. Oh, who, oh damn! Who passed that bill? Oh, man, I thought it was, you were passing out. Oh, shit, fuck. That's probably, that's probably how that happened. Anyway, continue.
0: It was. <laughs> uh, so Florida, Texas, and Ohio put regulations in place for hemp. So every state has to figure out what they're doing with hemp now that's federally legal. And and so doing, that meant that if somebody pulls you over, they have to delineate between what is cannabis with acceptable THCO levels, which would be hemp. So like under 0.6% or whatever the case might be or cannabis with high THC, which would be weed, and thus illegal. But in order to do that, you have to have an expensive lab testing done, and none of those states have labs set up. So right now, if they pull you over and they think it's weed, there's no way for them to know unless they smoke it.
1: With no, with no way to, to tell if the weed is criminal or not, uh, the police have needed to, to bring in experts. So good news, dads. Uh, you, the, your son's scholarship to, to Williams College is finally paying off with the job. You can't see it, but I'm smiling now. Trevor Noah, (laughs) hire me, or don't, to be honest. Um, I'm okay with either one in this case. It's just Bill Maher's agent said I should keep my options open. So, Trevor, I can write as many joke-adjacent things as as you want.
0: (laughs) I love seeing stuff like this because it means we're uh, getting closer and closer to full legalization. Because... They even the fucking like shitty conservative states are su- are forced to slice ever thinner what is actually illegal, which means as they do it, more and more people get access to something that is going to help them tremendously: back pain, PTSD, whatever. So this is fucking awesome and also hilarious because fuck you, shitty states, especially you, Texas, always fuck you. Uh,
1: the, just the idea of setting an appropriate amount of THC content is horrible. Like, either legalize it or don't. You know, it's like the Liz Warren approach to weed policy, where it's like,
0: we heard weeds testing weed. Yeah, we heard you like
1: getting high, but getting too high would be irresponsible. You know, we don't want you walking around sharing your takes on Neutral Milk Hotel. So, <laughs> this is as strong a weed as you're getting. It's like when she's forgiving 20% of your loans or, or some shit. Like, just if it's a good idea, do it, you know? The current the current model is like the Pete Buddha judge where it's basically <laughs> meaningless and doesn't affect me, but I just sort of hate that it exists out there somewhere.
0: <laughs> oh, it's dumb as fuck, but I do like it because it means they're engaging in the debate and of like, well, okay, you can get kind of high versus all weed is devilish and it's going to cause the downfall of society. So now we're we're having a totally different conversation, but it's coming, it's coming, legality is coming soon. Probably after the economy collapses, that's how they're going to buy our love again.
1: God, waiting for the economy to collapse. So that's something that is obviously, genuinely, uh, mm-hmm. morally good, if anything. That's a strategy that I didn't think uh, we would need with marijuana legalization. Lolita legalization, sure, but that's very much the Duke Nukem forever of legalization waits. <laughs> If you got here's the thing, there was I laid out many pebbles for you to get that reference, but if you do, reexamine your life. <laughs> Lord knows I am.
0: Every day. Not a, not uh, enough, so,
1: clearly. On, on to the next oh, no. take. What happened with Fox News?
0: Uh so this poll went out to see which of the damn candidates people preferred based off of like, which news source they consumed. So it, was- it sounded for a second, like you said, which of the damn candidates? And God, I wish that was the
1: fucking poll. <laughs> Instead of which of the damn candidates, which like just turns to ash in my mouth, it just calling someone up and going, <laughs> hey, which of the damn candidates you like? And someone being like, Joseph goddamn Biden. That's, <laughs> that at least put some spark in the electoral process.
0: Bernie damn Sanders, baby. That Bernard and
1: his brothers seem real good. <laughs> I got loans and sexism here. I'd like to unload them
2: both.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, so basically, they, they they asked everybody who watches MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Wa- uh, Washington Post, and Wall Street Journal—like truly the most informed people in our nation. Sorry, I'll stop. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these? <laughs> Which of these, which of the Democratic candidates do you like best, right? Uh, pretty much all of them had Joe Biden as being the highest. Jesus. But the more interesting thing there is the top one for Bernie was Fox News viewers at 22%, right? So Fox News far and away had the largest chunk of Bernie supporters compared to the everybody else. And the lowest was the nominally Democrat, uh, Democrat adjacent or DNC channel, MSNBC, at 13%.
1: Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. I mean Fox News is it's a perpetual sky is falling machine that is perpetually blaming things mostly on an invasion of migrants and these, you know, belligerent caravans, but they also occasionally talk to people about their material interests, how it's fucked up that they and their family and their kids and their nephews can't get jobs and they're addicted to opiates and it doesn't really seem like Their tax dollars, even in states where they have very little of it, are doing anything at all. And so, fuck, it is real fucked up. And then when Bernie shows up and acknowledges that, yeah, it is fucked up and it's time to pull out whatever play we got in the playbook, now's the fucking go time. This is it. Don't hold anything back now, we're going for it. That resonates with people that are in precarious situations, like, again, more and more and more of America. So. Yeah, them tuning in and seeing a fucking table with oversized mugs and Neera Tandon talking to Joanne Reed and Maya Wiley riffing on today's news.
2: its
1: like <laughs> No part of that resembles any reality that they have ever encountered in their wildest nightmares.
0: Yeah, Fox News has always done a really good job of the first step, which is getting people to recognize the current system blows. And if Bernie's speaking directly to that, it makes sense. But it's also just a great demonstration of how effective propaganda can be. Because like I said, Fox News propaganda is focused on why the country is garbage and the part Democratic Party as well. And that makes Bernie's message more likely to resonate. But then MSNBC is also doing propaganda, but they spend all their time on Russian conspiracy theories or having centrist failures like Claire McCaskill on to talk about how Bernie and the left are dangerous. It's just such
1: a bizarre series of images like... I'm in an indictment of the American education system. I'm almost certainly more educated than like 99.999% of citizens. And I watch MSNBC and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Like Fox News has basically like you got your orange dudes. You got sort of like local news thoughts. uh, You got silver hair and spittle types. You know, I, I know these, I know this group, like these are basically Floridians for all intents and purposes, but I have no idea what the fuck is going on on MSNBC at any given moment.
0: I really love the, the D and D style class system we have for Fox news now. Look,
1: they found a format that works. So they're sticking to it, but yeah, I get why Fox news viewers like Bernie more than MSNBC viewers. It makes sense.
0: What's more surprising is, you know, what's second to Fox news and Bernie support the fucking wall street journal. That I didn't expect because that's basically that's like full on capitalist mouthpiece propaganda fucking newspaper. I don't know where that support's coming from. Who who like what is the Venn diagram of Wall Street Journal readers and Bernie supporters Uh, and other polling news? Literally, no Biden voter is excited to vote for him. Uh, So the director of Monmouth's Polling Institute just came back from Iowa and he had this amazing quote. I did not meet one Biden voter who is in any way, shape, or form excited about voting for Biden. They feel that they have to vote for Joe Biden as a centrist candidate to keep someone from the left who they feel is unelectable from getting the nomination. The sense basically is that everyone that any any pollster has talked to in Iowa Mm -hmm. who is nominally a Biden supporter is doing the like really depressing, cynical, lib thing of like, "Ah." I mean, he's not great, but like. If that's what the polls tell me I should be voting for, then I guess that's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, look, to me, this is just like good campaigning. People gave Robbie Mook and the Hillary analytics team hell for not identifying exactly what their campaign was selling and going out and reaching the people that might actually come out and vote for it, right? Mm -hmm. And this is Biden and his campaign recognizing that you're going to get a lot of reluctant votes. That's pretty much your... That's your base. Is it grim? Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, will your presidency basically be like knowingly trampling over the blood and bones of so many other Americans just to save the nation from another four years of yep. orange butterfinger bar orangutan drumpf jokes from fucking Trevor Noah? Yes, Trevor. It's nothing personal. Uh, <laughs> the the nation, the nation is basically ready for that, and willing to do that vote because it defeats Trump, if that's what what it comes down to. But you can't ask the nation to also pretend that they're cool with it. (laughs) Like, a lot of people had to bite down and be like, yeah, no, Hillary would be the better president, because that was like empirically true, but existentially terrifying. (laughs) And this time around, it's just like, yeah, if we all have to vote for Biden, it'll be the final death rattle of our optimism for the nation. So just let's all acknowledge that before we go in. Okay. No one wants any (laughs) optimism in this fucking foxhole. Just shut the fuck up and let's get through it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I think he's the Jeb Bush of this cycle. Everyone thinks he's going to win. He has name recognition and money, but nobody is actually interested in having him in charge. They're just waiting for something else to convince them. And the minute the polling starts to shake out, because multiple people in this article were like, well, you know, he's polling well. I guess if somebody else got up there, and it's literally them being like, please, God, if anybody else gets close, I'll throw them my support in a heartbeat. So I, I think he's fucked. He's not going to I make don't it know you can't
1: order. like Biden on personality and like his policies are so bad and like distribute the pain in such an unequal and regressive way. Like I don't know his like if if you are voting for Biden on policy, you are basically someone his every his every approach he has to a problem the nation has is like that scene in World War Z. Where it's just like a wave of zombies throwing itself at a wall. And then they just are crushed, but they climb over the last ones over and over, crushing wave after wave until a few, like, (laughs) finally made, like, they just barely are able to get over the edge uh, and climb the wall and destroy Israel. That's what voting for Biden is all about. (laughs) (laughs) And really, that's like the one reason that makes sense to me
0: it's not i wouldn't vote well, for I mean, him Well,
1: i understand that perspective
0: the only person they talked to who sounded remotely excited is peggy and i think she captures what is like the actual excited joe biden vote uh, quote joe biden is stability for me stability and common sense peggy halterman 65 of mark duset could Dale die said, at any moment that's his describing thing describing him <laughs> i know describing him as akin to a member of the family she added i don't care about his gaffes it's the person inside that's that's basically like the the most pro-biden person they could find just sad but
1: (laughs) i mean yeah that would be the sort of case where someone would like biden the pathological case so let's move on
0: word Uh, so there's a bunch of mid-state stuff happening with the economy and the the trade war we have going with china Uh, first thing is on friday china dropped their next round of tariffs to match ours which was expected so There's a new round of tariffs expected to hit September 1st. Um, That's probably going to be pretty fucking painful for most of us.
1: What I love about Trump's presidency, and there's there's really so much to choose from, but I do love the words that I learned in like the sixth grade at like a Florida middle school, like tariff, where I was like, when the fuck am I ever going to need to know what a tariff is? Well, (laughs) here we are, right? And it's just sort of fun when that happens. Like... Not always. Obviously, it's miscegenation keeps coming up. Didn't think I'd need that one. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, it's just nice when Trump brings uh, words back.
0: You get to refresh on all the seventh grade econ courses or seventh grade. uh... No, it's like U.S. history, U.S. history stuff. A
1: class that I did so bad in that my U.S. history AP teacher told me just stay home on the exam date cuz then he can calculate the average for his class as slightly higher and he might get a raise. <laughs> I was told that in school.
2: <laughs> oh
1: hell yeah. Came back, actually did take it and got the lowest possible passing grade. Fuck you mean. <laughs>
0: Hey, pass the pass. Fuck that.
1: Look, to this day, I don't know what the Gilded Age is. Only I know if you're at a party, you should say, in a lot of ways, we're in a new Gilded Age. And that'll make it seem like you've read
0: a book. <laughs> <laughs> so China put in the tariffs, and now, uh, and then Trump responded by calling President Xi and China uh, the enemy, and then ordered, uh, literally said, via tweet, of course. I order U.S. companies out of China.
1: Mm, don't know about that one, chief.
0: <laughs> that For anyone who, who isn't familiar with, because uh, well, like who gives a fuck about this, but I actually had to take a whole class about this at one point. Every Fortune 500 company in the country has invested a huge amount of money to get into China because it's the largest global market. Like that's the only growth they see anymore. So they're super invested in staying there. So that just freaked everybody the fuck out. And the stock market plummeted immediately. Uh, So now, of course, he's threatening to raise tariffs in response to in retaliation. And like you said, pretty much uh, all everybody is saying behind the scenes, every major corporate uh, master, all the oligarchs are basically going like, shut the fuck up and go back to being racist, you idiot. But the main thing is this this is exactly how trade wars work. Like this is what everybody expected to happen. If you put tariffs unilaterally on a country, they have to respond in kind, especially if you're a big country with a big market who feels like the Western powers are fucking you over because they are whatever chance they get, like China, they are 100% going to respond. And so their game plan, Trump's game plan, and Kudlow, the guy who's been advising Trump on all this, their game plan was basically, we're going to put in tariffs and then we're just going to drag out negotiations so that we can fuck over China, but they don't respond. And China smartly just went, yeah, no, that's fucking stupid. We're not that dumb, guys. We'll give you a few weeks and then, you know, we'll fuck you back. And it's just, this is mutually assured destruction in economic terms. This is how it's supposed to work. And the entire point is that everyone suffers so that no one does this shit. Right? This is just insane. Right, It's just accelerating into the recession as fast as fucking possible here.
1: Well, it makes sense if you're like the sort of logical actor on low information that people like Kudlow, who is somehow a White House economic advisor. It uh, If you operate like they operate, then yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, these are guys that have basically not noted a change in their external environment in decades. It's just been one black car and a climate controlled studio and a philanthropic gala event in a penthouse apartment in a five-star restaurant day after day, day after day. Why the fuck would he <laughs> assume when he fucks with China that it's not basically 1971 China and we're the United States, right? Like, I think there's a lot of old boomers that have not actually tangibly interacted with the world as it is in a while who are just They actually think that they're playing from a place of strength and this is what's happening. Like, why would you let Kudlow, the guy from the fucking Fox News show, that, like, he's fueled only by cocaine and God's scorn for the world, and you make him an economic advisor. This is what's going to happen.
0: No, I think you're right. It's it's, it's surprising, though, because this is one of those where, like, even the establishment, even the right-wing establishment economists are like, no, this is a fucking terrible idea. This will not go well. But... Like I said, it's it's just going to drive us into the recession, which speaking of, it looks like we're right on the verge here. Uh, so we talked about this a while ago, but all those GM plant closures, those are all going to start in the next month or two, right? They, they've been talking about it for a while, but they're actually going to start shutting down those plants and firing people in the next few months. Then we got Del Monte is now closing a bunch of plants off as well. Uh, so they're laying off about 800 people, but they're talking about maybe closing another additional plant or two. Uh, u.s steel has also fired a bunch of people they're claiming it's a direct response to the tariffs even though the tariffs were designed to protect u.s steel that's a really bad sign well i,
1: I hope you continue hating those mexicans that were coming for your job <laughs> they sure got to your factory and shut it down huh all those mexicans yeah, it worked out great for They're you the guys. ones that they definitely came to dumb fuck iowa and shut down your factory. That's what happened.
0: And then uh, the other big one is GameStop. Looks like it's on the verge of oh, going under that, entirely. And that
1: is a big one. That is a big one. That's bad it, news. Because That is bad news. GameStop is actually a leading indicator for recession. And in fact depression. Because <laughs> well, here's the thing. It presages a decline in the local Oxy and Zanny sales. Which is the lifeblood <laughs> of many exurban and southern communities. You know. It's true. 90% of the cash from those bars go to UFC 2k 19. <laughs> so You learn a lot from those sales. <laughs> uh. At this point, some of the true gamer listeners will inevitably have, uh, and correctly have identified that there's no such game as UFC 2k 19. Cause that's, that's a Sega designation and UFC is made by electronic arts. And thus it goes by the sequential UFC three designation for its most latest uh, for the latest release so obviously I know that but I wanted the Rift to be more accessible you know to other people and if you gamer nerds feel like you're not getting enough niche gamer content here on the spot I don't, I don't know what to tell you are you not being adequately served I mean, you, really, are, you are wanting really so how about just let this one go and we can all move on I'm, I'm i'm supposing as a premise that people in distressed communities are selling oxy and and xanax bars to buy xbox games as a way of chasing away their pain however briefly and tenuously that's the comic premise we'll all move on
0: <laughs> uh but yeah we'll be keeping an eye on that because it looks like things are very very shaky and might get kicked off in the next two months Also because
1: we've been trying to build the UFC 3 fighting game community, so we want as many people to be able to play as possible. So hit us up.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. All right, so let's do uh, some veteran news. There's I've been following this for a little bit, but I didn't think anything was going to happen. So there's this drug that Johnson & Johnson patented, uh, and they still hold the patent for it. And it's basically just a shitty, weak version of ketamine. So so it's a shittier, weaker version of ketamine, and Trump's been a big proponent of it as uh, they've been using it as a PTSD treatment, right? Like an antidepressant. Yeah, I heard about that. Ketamine,
1: um, uh, Neil Brennan, the comedian who co-wrote Chappelle show, he took that for a while. I said it was good.
0: Right. So here's what's going on in the VA. So earlier, uh, so Trump was pushing the VA officials. This is a quote. Trump was pushing VA officials for quicker adoption of Spravato, which is a ketamine-like drug with the formal name S-ketamine. And mental health treatments, despite concerns from medical experts about its effectiveness. In June, a VA medical advisory board declined to put on the list of VA approved medications. Uh, And it didn't ban it, but they were basically like, you got to justify why you need it. So the VA has been ignoring Trump's push for this knockoff ketamine, uh, which, again, is not that effective. Right. And it's less effective than regular ketamine. And it's also obnoxiously expensive compared to regular ketamine because it's fucking patented by Johnson Johnson. So all that has happened, and then last week he went, you know, what? fuck UVA, and he just ordered them to write a giant check to Johnson Johnson to buy uh, this fucking drug in mass quantities.
1: Yeah, do you think Johnson and Johnson is just looking at Purdue Pharmaceuticals and the Sackler family, like, oh man, can't can't believe without well, this patented medication that uh, uh, doesn't quite last as long and increases the need and desire and the user and. It's more expensive than a street available alternative. Oh, I can't believe you did that, Purdue, and then did the same thing with ketamine. Because that's what it looks like.
0: I it does. And honestly, I you know, I haven't seen someone spend this much money on a product that's less effective and more expensive than the non-branded version since I tried out Blue Chew. Just buy the shit at the truck stop. It's way better and cheaper.
1: Wow. Extremely rude to our future sponsor, Blue Chew. <laughs> That's one of the best and most reliable podcast supporting businesses in (laughs) Canada, Nepal. Also, I haven't seen two Johnsons come together in an an effective attempt at making someone happy since Brett's last weekend. (laughs) Me and my buddy spit roast Brett and he didn't even enjoy it is what I'm saying in that joke.
2: (laughs) it's
1: very by the uh, way we both that was all anyone's talked about this week is very ungrateful we went out of our way (laughs) we had a whole what do you call them gazebo i guess on the beach okay so first of all this is east montauk (laughs) and this is high season so we got this in seven months ago barely had money for the hotel come the time but we're gonna make it happen we go out there got things set up we thought, thematically, we got pigs on both sides of him. This is for symmetry, obviously. We're spit-roasting those, literally, pineapple, apple in the mouth, right? Ooh, what's, what's <laughs> cooking, right? And my friend, big dude, he goes, you. Brutally, it's honestly, violently fucks Brett's <laughs> face. That gets things started. Now, I've already started taking nibs off of the, the pig, and it's delicious. So already, I'm worried about the timing, because that's going to overcook. But I don't want to rush things, and now it's like, well, we did seven months ago. We were planning this. I'm trying to get out of my head. Again, Brett is being violated at this point. I said I'd look after him, <laughs> and later on, I'll realize I have not.
0: But uh, I don't know why I thought of that.
2: Uh,
0: the Johnson Johnson thing is a—it's a full-on gift, right? It's very clear that Johnson Johnson just fucking lobbied, and he went, "Great, here you go." And it's not—it not as effective as just regular ketamine which is fucking available and way cheaper and it's nowhere even as close to effective as weed just gives us fucking weed you fuckers and stop using veterans to test out your shit so since we're already talking about veterans and military stuff uh this article in the guardian popped up a few weeks ago that we saw and it's uh the pentagon is using high altitude balloons for surveillance and they've been doing tests with them in the midwest um so they basically have been flying these gigantic balloons up at like as high as they can get, essentially like right on the edge of the stratosphere. And then using these insane surveillance methods that they use on drones. So like really high and optical arrays, right, to capture everything around them. It's a video system. And the idea is they want to get it to the point where it stays static, where they just move the balloon up and down to like shift it left and right as needed, but just keep it over an area for days and weeks at a time um and they the the video capture system is called gorgon stare by the way if you want an insane fucking name from the military. very normal
1: i was worried about the whole big brother thing i was you know i was starting to forget about the 1984 implications and just think about people in their 20s overwhelmingly white having fun on camera in a house where rules and norms go right out the window so <laughs> big brother would have worked and but it would have been a little less terrifying so why not go with gorgon stare um those are two things everyone loves to see gorgons <laughs> and stares now you're telling me it can be invisible and from the sky at all times buddy you, you got me
0: <laughs> uh it, you'll you'll appreciate this too then uh here's a great quote it's unclear from the fcc documents whether tests within the us are linked to any active narcotic or counterterrorism investigations i e is there a reason uh continuing Also, none of the parties involved would say whether the Midwest vehicle data would be deleted, stored, or passed on to other federal local agencies. They're fucking keeping it. Everything they're recorded, they're keeping. Uh, Like, let's not even pretend that there's a chance they're deleting it. If it exists,
1: it's going to be stored, and then eventually there's going to be a legal challenge to a judicial system that has been overwhelmingly packed, law and order, huge scare quotes, Trump appointees. And they're going to say, yeah, we need to crack the iPhone or yeah, we need to look at 24 hour data of all people if there's reasonable suspicion. And then you're just trying, you know, you're not some unreasonable terrorist type domestic threat person. You're just going to the DSA meetings to harass women (laughs) and yet you're still going to end up being tracked and listed. And that I think is the fear for a lot of Americans and especially people on the left.
0: Well, you know, I think if they had managed to defeat that uh, bill to actually align with Antifa and denounce fascists, then maybe they would have avoided this. But this is what you get. You did the right thing and now you're going to get punished for it.
1: Yeah. This just goes to show how often things are entirely like our policy becomes fully decoupled from any input by the masses at all. Oh, yeah. Like, didn't we just do this in the Snowden thing? And it turned out nobody wanted this. I mean it shouldn't be any surprise like it's like gun control or medicare for all like uh, people want certain things and the government at this point operates with total impu- impunity very little transparency and, and gets away with it it's not responsive to anything other than the corporate interest to which it's entirely beholden the regulators all entirely captured it's just fucking depressing they're just going to do this because what are you going to do yep the president the president I... was like grabbing by the pussy and and then he then he got elected after that so you know <laughs> that's sort of how power works
0: yeah exactly i mean
1: people are trying obviously like people are trying to fight this i know i was this week that was a big part of what i was doing um brett you were here for you were here earlier um it would have been nice if you could have come to the demonstration but i was at the um at the polish embassy upper east side yet again um because <laughs> Uh, sp this so here's the thing government surveillance people on the left don't like it people on the right with their second amendment like oh the tree of liberty has to be watered with the blood of patriots it's like buddy a, a drone's gonna get you from they'll hit you with an icbm in the middle of your dumbass kentucky compound no matter how many inches of concrete you put in your fucking shelter right Yep. so no one wants this but you know, sort of like how the Jewish community is leading this abolish ICE uh, camps movement, uh, the Polish people, especially the Polish people in New York and Greenpoint, uh, the Sailors Union, have really been coming together to fight the sort of government surveillance. Um, because obviously, like for Poles, fucking outside is sacred, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's it's like it's like the folktale, you know. If the egg is fertilized outside of the car park, it won't make it to turn. And now, if, and now, if you have the government constantly spying, and affecting these, you know, frankly, ethnic religious communities, singling them out, making it impossible for them to practice. And it's just so you know, we've we're definitely we definitely brought out the heavy hitters, you know, I, it was me, my uncle, obviously, um, Verdeschlau Foxberg, the third, obviously rest in peace to his father. Um, junior Foxburg, great <laughs> man, great civil servant. Of course the mayor of the Hamlet of Foxburg for many years before his death. Uh, Gerald of Rivia. He was, there. <laughs> uh, who else? John Krasinski.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> You know, we all just got together because we agree, we disagree on so much, but the Polish community agrees on one thing that is when you fuck, it has to be open in the sky (laughs) so that God can watch and hop in. If he or she sees Elaine, that's right. The God in your threesome just might be female. It's also Marianne Williamson's (laughs) new campaign slogan. So get,
2: get used to hearing
1: it. It's not just the Polish issue. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's deranged that they're putting seeing eye balloons in, in the sky, and everybody should be uh panicked—not the least the Polish community who might, you know, misinterpret them for bird gods.
0: <laughs> I mean, the one, the two positives here are: if there's bad weather, they're not going to work well or be able to see you. And two, they can't hold them in a single position. That's what they want to do. They're, no. No one has that that ability to predict weather and uh, the winds of various levels that accurately to just move up and down and perfectly like no. Nah. Let me tell you. But that's a that's a small cold comfort of like, well, the balloon sent to spy and you might be slightly off course and spying on someone else.
1: Here's here's what we're going to end up seeing on the tape that is recovered thousands of years in the future. Yeah, balloons gonna go up and it's gonna be like day one. It's gonna be really zoomed in. And there's gonna be some receding hairline, stocky, uh, pale Polish guy walking around, and he's gonna look up and make eye contact inexplicably directly with the balloon. And you go, Oh, that's impossible. This isn't the stratosphere. And he's gonna he keeps, he's gonna sort of narrow his brow and then he's gonna walk away, right? <laughs> and the next day it's gonna spot him again looking up, but this time he's in the middle of McCarran Park holding a log okay weird time passes it's three months later he has created a tower jenga style upwards and he keeps
2: squinting at the
1: there are now four poles working the base at all times it's ever widening while the the primary Slav stands atop it squinting yet again through the sun
0: and directly into camera <laughs> The Tower of Babel, but for high-altitude balloons.
1: This is why a similar story is in every culture and religion. The first Slav was drawn inextricably towards destroying his
2: creator.
0: (laughs) Uh, You you really painted the picture. I can see him. That was... just confused, that was annoyed. Slavic
1: Prometheus, who, by the way, if there ever was a, a Greek god or titan who was clearly Slavic, fucking Prometheus,
0: <laughs> stole fire and got his liver
1: eaten for all eternity. Those sound like I know like four guys that have done that.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, all right, let's do. Uh that was a good one um all right everyone uh thanks for listening this is brett at Relentless board we had rob today at dumb and awful um you can follow the account at dumb awful show and we're also on patreon if you want to subscribe we do bonus episodes all of them are available for subscribers and uh if you want to help us out rate review on itunes it makes a big difference and we appreciate it so uh thanks for listening thanks y'all